Yeah, 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 yeah. How is everyone doing today? Hope you're doing well. It's puppy day. It's a uh, P day. It's a uh, B. It's B. <laughs> we are officially and still in the B O era, not body order, but before Onyx. She lands, she lands, she makes landfall in just seven and a half hours. It's, uh, she, she makes, uh, Hurricane Onyx makes landfall in seven hours. Uh, I couldn't sleep last night. Couldn't sleep like the last couple nights because I'm trying to figure out what's going on, why, uh, YouTube and Twitter seem to be completely, um, I don't know if it's like shadow banning or it's not just me, by the way, at first I thought it was just me, but then I started like a DM group with a lot of other content creators. And I was like, has anybody else seen like, I don't know, a 40% drop in views. And, uh, a couple other people were too. So I don't know, you know, I've, you know, videos on Bud Light, which used to be automatic a hundred, you know, hundred thousand views are like getting 40 or 50,000 people. I think people are just burnt out, you know? I, th I just really, uh, I think people just burnt out on like traditional topics. Like talking about Elon Musk, people don't care about that anymore. People don't care. Um, you know, people don't care at all. Let me ask you guys, I'm working on a thumbnail. Uh, I'm going to be covering the Ethan Klein meltdown yesterday. Which headline in the, which, which line number one or number two for the thumbnail would make you more likely to click one. He effed around and found out or two brutal reality check one. He effed around and found out two brutal reality check. There is a, I, I want to share what, what kind of started that video, which I think is everyone likes brutal reality check mostly. Okay. Well, what do you think? Let me show you this clip. And you tell me what you think this is. Is this a brutal reality check or is this an effing around and finding out? Hassan's Discord. And what I saw in that Discord was universal, near universal praise for Hamas, 
near universal saying people deserved it. People near universally calling me a Zionist pig, fucking mass murdering, genocidal freak. And if you want to know the truth, that shit fucked me up seeing that discord. Because it made me realize that a lot of these people are watching this show and it frankly disturbed me. I almost think that's a brutal reality check. Like, oh, people watch your show and they actually hate you. You know? Yeah, I think brutal, yeah. He's a prominent leftist streamer. Um, and he has been courting the far left. He's been courting the far left in his, you know, for views for a very long time. And, um, and now he's finding out that they actually hate him. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to write. Thank you. AC SK one. I've been trying to tell this guy. I literally have. I've been trying to tell this guy for years. For years. I've been trying to tell him. This is who you get, buddy. This is who you're courting. They hate you. The left, the far left hates Jews. If you look at a discord of a far leftist and a discord of like Nick Fuentes, I bet you, you couldn't tell the difference. That, I mean, that's, that's how hilarious it is for me. Like people, you know, I lose people. First of all, I made, a, I did, I kind of had a big fuck up this week, last two weeks, really, in kind of forgetting what my job is to do, what my job is. My job is to be, you know, a, a jester, to cover stuff that really isn't that important so people can, you know, relax for a little bit of time, you know, while they, while they, uh, they're you know taking a dump or they're at work. I I it was a big fuck up for me to be leaning so heavily into the war stuff. Like I wasn't I wasn't doing it, you know necessarily like covering hard war stuff, and having that conversation here on Rumble is more kind of well accepted. More people here are kind of into the hard politics stuff. But I kind of forgot, I kind of forgot that that's not why people tune into me. And it took like shedding like three or 4,000 subscribers for me to kind of realize that, that I was doing basically the exact same shit, um, the exact same stuff. Yes, Jews love the left. Leftists hate Jews. You know, is this is this strange? 
I don't think it is. I don't think it's I literally never think about Jewish people. I don't think about Jewish people ever in my life. I don't think about black people ever in my life. I don't think about white people ever in my life. I think that's more of a normal kind of state to be than these weirdos who obsess with race. Uh, Shauna Fong says, Jews have been a, quote, by any means necessary strategy for a long time. They are reaping the harvest of that choice. Well, maybe. But I don't think about people's race ever. Is it a city thing? Is that, maybe it is a city thing. I think about like individual people and you know, what they say. Individual people. I took your advice. This, this show is much better when it's muted. My show. I buy that. You just want to look at my pretty face. I get that. 100%. Uh, Sloppy Joe says, if I know any Jewish people, they never mention they're Jewish because it doesn't matter for almost all interaction with people. That's how I am. I, I play on a darts team with a Jewish guy. His name's Adam. And the only reason I know he's Jewish is because he makes Jewish jokes. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. We never talk about being Jewish. We never talk about him going to church or synagogue or whatever they call it. That's the normal setting. But I don't, I don't think about like, thanks Russ. I, I, I don't think about people's race or religion ever. Yeah, sorry on my potty mouthing. I'll, I'll clean that up. I know my mom watches, so. And my mom and Mama Maggie watch. Now, I've got a couple of topics today. Uh, by the way, um, I made the difficult decision. I have like a burgeoning Neo Geo collection. I'm going to sell it. I keep getting the bug. I keep getting the bug to try and complete my NES collection. I wanted to, I wanted to complete my NES collection so badly, but the problem is that market, the pricing in that market got so insane that I had to buy out, bow out. I mean, every single title, every single title, that you buy that CIB was like $50, 50 or $70, every single title. Do you have DuckTales 2? I do have DuckTales 2. Um, but I had to stop. This was like two, there was a time where I was buying 30 games a week, CIB. Now I'm starting to, I'm starting to think 
I'm starting to think that I will not be able to complete the collection in CIB form because there's just too many, there's too many games that just aren't that cool or interesting to have, but they're super expensive, even in a single cart, if you can find them. And they're even more expensive. Uh, they're even more expensive in complete in box. So I started, everything I own is complete in box. It's like 300 games. 200 or 300 games. Um, but then I started finding like, well, this game I can't find complete in box anywhere. Um, but there's a few carts out there. Like, I don't think I'll ever finish the list. Um, CIB. Shauna Fong says, Jeffrey Epstein was an employee of the Israeli government that pimped our kids to corrupt politicians for the end of controlling you. Let that sink in. Maybe not me. Some people, though. Do you have ghost pilots for Neo Geo? Yes, I do. You can't complete NES now because of all the fake pog sellers. Watch Carl Jobe's videos on it. YouTube for deets. It's all a scam, the grading game. I know about the grading game scam. Good luck finding restaurant nightmare CIB. Hmm. Is that a challenge? First of all, I have Princess Tomato sealed. Um, hold on. Bubble Bobble 2 sealed. Some of these, these are extremely rare. I mean, these Hills Far games sealed. Oh, I thought I was going to get you, but I thought I had it. It might take me too long to go through it. I know I have it. Well, I'm not going to make you wait. I'm not going to make you wait, but I have it. I also have the what, whatever the stupid chip, chip, chipmunks one that's hard to find. I started, I started with, uh, I started with the hard to get ones. I started with the hard to get ones. I mean that, that Pugsley's scavenger hunt, I mean, complete in box is no joke. Um, oh, there's more up there too. Like most of the, like the uncommon ones, most of the uncommon ones that are complete in box are like 500 bucks. I have rescue Rangers too, complete in box. I have a lot of the really hard ones. I don't have what track and field. That's one that's really expensive. Um, but I have several of the ones that are like two, three, four thousand dollars. I do have Zelda Gold CIB. Yes. 
Um, I don't want to pull them all out, maybe in a different stream, but I know I have restaurant. I, I mean, anyway, um, I do, I do play them. I just play the ROMs, you know, especially if you're mechanically inclined, then definitely don't check out RC crawlers. I love RC crawlers. I, um, I have several, an old axial, um, XR 10, which I really liked two way steering, stuff like that. Um, or is it the AX 10 XR 10, I think was the four way steer one. Nobody really makes good crawlers anymore. What was the one that you could surf and skate? Uh, seven twenty? No, skate or die? No. Um, do I have a power glove? You mean a power glove like this, like literally sitting right next to me? I have a lot of the, uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of, um, oh, California games. That's that one. Yep. Yep. California games. Yep. That was the one. So, I mean, I, I have a bunch of it. However, um, I can't, I cannot justify spending money on NES cartridges in this economy. So I'm going to sell my, I'm going to sell my Neo Geo collection, which is decent. And then just convert that into the next, maybe hundred games or something that I need to scratch that itch. I can't put any more money into it. Do I have a Rob? Yes. Do I have a virtual boy? Yes. All complete in box. Do I have Rob the Robot? Yes. Do I have the super expensive game stack up complete in box? Yes. See if Boogie will buy yourself. I'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> Boogie's broke. Um, is Jeremy's coffee actually good? Well, somebody tell Sean. I think you should try it. If you don't like it, um, you know, I'm happy to refund your money. I thought the... <laughs> Selling Neo Geo, bad move. It's, it's practically doubled in value since I bought it. But I can't spend any new money buying NES cartridges. I just can't. It'd be so stupid. So I'm just going to... I want to complete the NES connect, collect, connection collection. And the only way I can get the next section is if... You know, I invest a significant amount of money and uh, I can't, I can't justify that. Not, not with the way YouTube views are, not with the way, so I have to make a choice. I'll never, well, here's the thing. I'll never, I'll never, uh, I'll never be able to complete both the NES collection and the Neo Geo collection. There are actually very few people, uh, very few people that have complete Neo Geo collections, but, um, I thought I was going to be one of them. I went and spent about 15 grand on, on cartridges. And then obviously the economy changed and they've just been sitting here now. I've got a new puppy on the way. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I have to pick one, right? Do I want to be, do I have a, do I want to complete NES collection? Which one's more nostalgic to me? You know, I never even played Neo Geo before until I bought it like two years ago. So, um, hey, Jerry, longtime viewer, found you back in 2018. Stan Lee covered you up. I remember that. Glad you've kept going. Keep us all in the Watch your video pretty much every day. Hey, thanks, Tech. Glad you're here. Yeah, that's why I feel like, you know, NES is the one that I relate to. Um, you know, the price right now is starting to come down a little bit. I suspect more people will start selling their collection because things get tough, you know? There's a lot of guys and girls out there like me who have like two or 300 games and they're staring down the barrel of finding 412 more games to complete the set, you know? 400 more. Um, and it's just like people just bail out. That's how it happens. People are like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna build the collection. Then they get like twenty, thirty thousand dollars into it, and they're like, oh my god, I'm not even a third of the way done. I would love to. I would love to uh, collaborate with Pat the NES Punk. I know he hates me for political reasons, but I think it would be a cool across the aisle. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to tweet this. Let's see if we can get his, he might have me blocked. Look at this tweet in the meantime. Let's see if we can, if we can make, uh, um, if we can make, uh, a, a cross the aisle, I'm going to say, Hey, Pat, the it's Pat country, right? I know you hate me for political reasons, and that's cool. But what would be even cooler is collaborating on finishing my NES set for a video series show people that hobbies are bigger than lame po politics if you're on if you're on if you're on twitter like it and retweet it let's see if you can let's see if we can get a response i'm gonna say i need about 300 more games And I need help. All right. No Twitter, no TikTok. Yeah. All right. So we've got a, a ton of, see like Atari would be fun to collect and there's no insane, like there's no like insane level of, um, work that you have to do, uh, to collect them because there's no insane standard where people are collecting complete in box stuff. It's just not a thing. Drop the, I know you hate me, but he does hate me. He's like made entire videos about hating me. He's a, he is a far leftist, but you know, 
maybe someone else in that space will. The only Nintendo was good Nintendo was GameCube. That's not true. The Switch is awesome. I was never a Game Boy guy, but you know, the Game Boy is undeniably good. You know what the world needs now more than anything? A good feminist horror movie. A feminist Frankenstein. I know. I know that everyone out there has been clamoring for that. You're clicking the like button on the video right now. You know, as a fan of the horror genre, uh, and many, if you are also fans, you'll understand where I'm going. But we are in a terrible relationship with the thing that we love. We keep hoping Hollywood will put out another good horror movie. And for every It Follows or Creep or The Platform or, um, you know, um, Terrifier or whatever, for every good one of those, there is a little, a literal thousand, um, you know, uh, Exorcist beginnings and all the other endless drivel that comes out. Well, now, not only do we have a feminist Frankenstein movie coming out, but it is a completely depraved version in which it is a female Frankenstein, because of course you got to gender swap it and creepy men put a baby brain in the body so that they can all be, uh, heads. So they, they can, they, 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 they create this thing for a hookup robot basically to, for their pleasure, but it is a child. Little too on the nose, Hollywood, perhaps. Hollywood has always been, this is via bonding into comics, at the epicenter of cultural degeneracy, so it should come as no surprise to readers what the latest film is getting intense Oscar buzz is actually about. Poor Things is an upcoming film about a young woman named Bella Baxter, who's played by Emma Stone, by the way, a fox who is brought back to life and given the brain of an infant by an unorthodox scientist, Dr. Godwin Baxter, probably looks like Trump, um, based on a Scottish writer, um, you know, a Scottish writer's novel, is already being described as a feminist Frankenstein movie with intense bedroom undertones. The movie is described as some, as some of the most uh, spicy hookup scenes ever seen in an A-list Hollywood film as Emma Stone's childlike character discovers that she really enjoys hooking up with men. In their reporting on the film, Variety notes that, quote, Poor Things features extremely uh, detailed and sometimes aggressive hookups involving the character. Uh, Bella, as she declared her independence from a lackluster relationship for, uh, by becoming a prostitute in Paris. Progressivism is also, also often pushed promiscuity of women since, of course, the revolution, and has often praised women who sleep around, which makes to why the movie is being applauded as a feminist movie. Now, I have always, much to the chagrin of some, shared the blame, spread the blame equally 
between the easy women and then the same, the guys that are hooking up with them. Okay. If you're a dude and you're out there making deposits in dozens of women a year, you're a whore too. Okay. And you're probably going to get the clap. You're not cool. It's not, you know, if they're easy in 304s, then so are you, my friend. At the Venice Film Festival, where the film was first released, the director stated how important it was to portray the bedroom side of Bella's character on screen. It was important for me not to make a film that would be prudish, because that would be completely betraying the main character. He said, we had a confident, we had to be confident that Emma Stone had no shame about her body being disrobed and engaging in those scenes. And she understood that right away. He added, as soon as I started saying something about hooking up, she would say, yes, of course, it's Bella. We will need to do that. Critics are lauding the film as a coming of age story about a 30 year old zombie learning to become a woman again. The film was portrayed as a as feminist because the men in the film try and fail to control the dumbed down, uh, promiscuous woman, garnering the applause and laughter from critics attending the Venice Film Festival. Combining the elements of uh, <laughs> the fans of the playground, necrophilia, promiscuity, intersectional feminism, and every other movement that draws the ire of God, critics are raving about the film. And it's many uh, very spicy bedroom scenes. Outlets such as The Hollywood Reporter, Gold Derby, Variety, IndieWire, and The Times are amongst others have been salivating over poor things since its Venice premiere, with many calling for Emma Stone, who is also producing the film, to be an early favorite for the 2024 Academy Awards. Film critics have also, also taken to social media to gush over poor things, throwing in some predictable buzzword to describe their uh, very explicit film. Poor things, the raunchiest film of the decade? Everyone, everybody remember how much of a stir um, this other movie called Poor Things is that times 100. The world is not ready. Don't these people know that there's like the hub if they want to watch this? It, it's like, it's not enough to gender swap Frankenstein, but we also have to then turn all the men into villains too. Billington further praised genius, absolutely genius film. I have so much to talk about. What, they, they're very excited about the idea of uh, hooking up with a child in an adult's body? Variety's Jazz Tanke said, Yorgos Lanthimos and Emma Stone deliver their best film to date. It's visually delicious and wildly entertaining. Is it any wonder... Is it any wonder that <laughs> these people are praising this film? Emma is pitch perfect and remarkable as Bella on the journey of liberation and equality. She continued before concluding, obsessed with the awe-inspiring costume and production design. Poor Things is the most magical odyssey of humanity, science, and liberation that anyone could think of. So it makes sense that 
The genius Yorgos Lanthimos is behind it. She added Emma Stone is utterly riveting as Bella, turning the, the performance of her career. It's just, yeah, it's, it's zombie prawn. That, that's, that's what it is. I think it's awfully interesting. You know, it's awfully curious how many of these weirdos are lauding this film. It's actually not curious at all. It's, it's completely predictable. Hollywood Reporter film critic David Rooney asserted, Wow, Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things is mordantly funny, breathtakingly designed feminist fairy tale about a reanimated woman's odyssey of enlightenment that gives Emma Stone the juicy role of a lifetime. I mean, I think that it's, it's pretty hilarious to me that these people are just right out here. They're just right out here saying, yeah, yeah, we, it's really awesome to watch a, a child's mind inside of an adult body uh, get railed in, in, uh, in, a, in the most uh, you know, explicit way on the big screen. Like, it, it's, 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 this, is what they're, this is what they're celebrating. Not to mention the gender swap Frankenstein, and instead of Frankenstein being a monster, evil white men created it to sleep with. Without a doubt, it's fair to predict that Poor Things will be one of the most provocative films of the year. Overwhelming praise for the content of the movie, however, should have audiences questioning the reason why those within Hollywood stratosphere love portraying degeneracy as much as they do. Look, I think there's a, a place for that, you know? I think that it's fair to, to, to say something like, let's write a movie that gives us an excuse to get Emma Stone to do all this stuff on screen. I, I think it's fair to, 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 to think that somebody did that. And you know what would make it really hot? If she had the mind of a child. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and then we could have all these explicit scenes in the bedroom, and it'd be like he's hooking up with a kid, but no one will know. Nobody will actually know. Ooh, that's so hot. Gross. Absolutely gross. And, uh, you know, this is the, this is, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, to me, it's, it's pretty clear. And it's going to get an Oscar because this is what these weirdos, these sickos actually like. This is why I'm happy to not give Hollywood money. I choose to do so in a, in, with like a, in a secondary market, you know, when possible, buy physical DVDs from somebody who's selling it. Yeah, somebody, Hollywood already got their money and you can get good movies that way. Uh, a lot of people use these websites. I don't know. I have never used them before, but um, there's these websites where you can get loads of movies from. I'm not sure. I don't know what they're called, but uh, those exist. Some people have Plex servers and things of that nature. Um, you can get all the content you want, um, and 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 uh, and uh, you don't have to pay for it. And by the way, this idea isn't even original. All they did was rip off Ex Machina. I mean, they just ripped off Ex Machina. They they they're like, hey, sweet, it was uh, robots that did it. But now, what if we could get a woman with a baby's brain to do it? Ooh, that'll be hot. Gross. That's all I can say. 
I've got another great story for you that you're you're probably going to want to leave a like on. Now I know that there's significant burnout around the Bud Light topic. I understand um, uh, that people are tired of hearing about Bud Light. We know that it's losing billions of dollars in the market. We know that Bill Gates has lost tens of millions of dollars on his massive investment into the company. We know that everyone has switched off of it to other brands like Yingling or Modelo, which is also kind of owned by Bud Light too, so people shouldn't really do that. I mean, I understand nobody wants to see Dylon Mulvaney brand destroyers face anymore. But yesterday, Bud Light announced a $100 million desperation deal with the UFC and uh, people are pissed. Boycott the UFC was trending on Twitter. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's probably hard to, um, uh, it's hard to blame the UFC for taking their $100 million. But I get a feeling that Dana White has not read the room correctly here, which is something he's actually generally pretty good at. And we're going to get into that after a super quick word from this video sponsor. UFC partners with Bud Light as embattled beer tries to fight off Dylan Mulvaney backlash. Well, of course, now the UFC is getting its, its due. The UFC announced that Bud Light will be its official beer as part of a partnership with Anheuser-Busch following months of controversy surrounding the beer brand that erupted earlier this year. The Mixed Martial Arts Organization revealed Tuesday it struck a multi-year deal with the beer giant involving the Bud Light brand having heavy presence in UFC's content, its broadcasts, and online beginning in 2024, just one month. Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light were UFC's original beer sponsors more than 15 years ago. I'm proud to announce we are back in business together, UFC CEO Dana White said in a statement Tuesday. There are many reasons why I chose to go with Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light. I doubt it. Unless the many reasons... Unless the many reasons is the... He's got 100 million of them. That's probably the only thing that he aligns with them on. Most importantly, because I feel we are very aligned when it comes to our core values. Interesting. The core values of the UFC align with the core values of Bud Light. So the UFC thinks their customers are also fratty and outdated. Uh, and what's the UFC stands for? I'm looking forward to all the incredible things we're going to be able to do in the years ahead. Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light have always been on the cutting edge of iconic sporting moments that fans always remember. And reuniting with the UFC is a continuation of the industry-leading legacy. Anheuser-Busch CEO Brendan Whitworth, former CIA agent, said in the press release, as one of the largest and longest standing sports sponsors, we are excited to work with the UFC to celebrate our passionate fans while making a positive impact in communities across America. Anheuser-Busch will be replacing Modelo as the UFC's official beer partner. Appearing on the Sean Hannity show, 
Dana White said that his decision to partner with Anheuser-Busch was the furthest thing from being about money. Really? <laughs> when people say it's not about the money, it's about the money. It's just like when a girl breaks up with you or you break up with a girl and you say it's not about, it's not you, it's me. When some, if someone says to you, it's not about you, it's me, it's about you. That doesn't make you wrong, but in their mind, you are. You know, you're in their mind, you absolutely are. Quote, these guys employ 65,000 Americans, thousands of vets they employ. They spend $700 million a year with U.S. farmers, you know, buying their crops for product. And there are many more other reasons I did this. None of those are reasons. I mean, that, that, you could have said that. You could have said this about any company in America, any multinational conglomerate, any big company in America. You could, you could say, oh, they, they spend a lot of money in America. They employ a lot of Americans. Well, yeah, no kidding. So does Tyson Chicken. So does McDonald's. So does Subway Sandwiches. Look, think of all the sandwich artisans that are probably military vets. No disrespect. I'm just saying Starbucks, for example, uh, employs a ton of vets. They have a great hiring program for veterans, but you know they're not talking about that. Dana White told Fox News, where I sit personally with my core values, like slapping your wife, and felt the core values of the UFC, even though we're a global sport and we have fighters from all around the world, this is an American company and I love this country and it's more about me being aligned with somebody who is a sponsor of the UFC and somebody I'm going to work with every day. I mean, I, I would argue that this is perhaps one of the biggest piles of BS ever assembled in one area. It is, it is an absolute gigantic pile of BS woke corporate speak coming from Dana White, of all people. White alluded to the backlash of the Bud Light previously saying by his fan, by saying fans might not love every business decision that's made by either the UFC or Hannah Heiser Bush. <laughs> it wasn't a tough decision at all. This is more about core values to me. What core value of Bud Light do you like? I mean, just accept it. A hundred million dollars is a lot of money. We get it. You could have just said that. You could have just said Bud Light worked, offered the best financial package for the UFC. This means we can pay the fighters more. This means we can pay the promoters more. This means we can pay all sorts of people more money because of this contract. We can secure better TV deals. We can offer lower, cheaper pricing on pay-per-view. Whatever you wanted to do, you could have made it about money, which of course it's about. It wasn't about core values. You know, of course, Bud Light was a subject of major, ba major backlash. We know things only got worse for the beer brand when it was subsequently revealed that Vice President of Marketing, Alyssa Heinerscheid, had swiped at its core consumers saying that the advertising was fratty and out of touch humor. I mean, by the way, on top of that, <laughs> Bill Gates has already lost millions of dollars on his Bud Light comeback bet. But if you look at, you know, Twitter, Mark Dice, the dumbest move in the marketing aside from Bud Light sponsoring with Dylan Mulvaney is the UFC accepting them as a new official sponsor. Way to read the room. Here's Liz Wheeler. 
I will never buy Bud Light until they apologize for partnering with Dylan Mulvaney, acknowledging that they were wrong to promote this evil trans ideology. Bud Light is going to dodge responsibility and distract us. Don't let them boycott. I mean, you can see this. Uh, boycott UFC calls sore after mega sponsorship deal with Bud Light. Liz Wheeler uh, here uh, writing, Hi, Dana White. When you say UFC and Bud Light are very aligned when it comes to our core values, are you saying the UFC is okay with Bud Light promoting the evil trans ideology of Dylan Mulvaney? Signed, millions of fans who will boycott you too. You can look at this article on Zero Hedge. Uh, you can see the UFC Championship and Anheuser-Busch InBev have entered a multi-year deal, blah, blah, blah. We already talked about that. Um, we can look at the sales growth for Miller over time. Of course, saying Bud Light just spent $100 million on UFC sponsorship deal to try and cancel out the chicks with uh, junk ad. No one's drinking Bud Light and any tailgate I've been to this fall. Brand is dead. You can see it won't help. Too little, too late. Welp, there goes watching the UFC now. Uh, from Modelo Brood for those with a fighting spirit to Bud Light. Uh, breaking news, UFC gone woke. Uh, you know, I thought this was a joke. I guess the UFC will do anything to grow, but I won't be a part of it. Uh, UFC 294 was my last pay-per-view buy. What a shame. It will bring fans away from the sport. Plus, Modelo is actually a good beer. Um, when will Dylan be a ring girl? I mean, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, can you imagine, you know, Donald Trump showing up at a UFC event and chugging a Bud Light? I mean, actually, I don't know. Trump's kind of a wild card, but you know, Robbie Starbuck, Bud Light's paying a hundred million dollars to be the official beer of the UFC. You know what? Lighting that money on fire might've been less embarrassing than what's about to happen. Fighters are going to hate this. Fans will hate it. The customers aren't coming back Bud Light, period. You made your bed with men who think they're women. Now sleep in it. I get that Dana thinks this that he has to take the easy money, but this damages the UFC brand and puts his fighters in bad spots where they will speak out against it. Watch. Embarrassment awaits. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, these fighters, po these fighters many of which are pro-America um, or of the faith, perhaps, that does not stand for this type of stuff, uh, isn't exactly... I can't wait for a post-fight speech uh, where one of the one of the fighters roasts Bud Light, you know. So the most pro-Trump sport bailed out Bud Light. Are you kidding me? I mean, a lot of people uh, are, are pointing out that you know this is obviously hypocritical. It's extremely odd, and um, and I 100% agree with them. We'll see if people follow through on their potential. Uh, boycott, but for me, paying fifty dollars to watch a UFC fight is just too much money anyway. It'll be easy to continue to, um, you know. I know a lot of people watch, as I often mention with Hollywood movies. There are many ways to watch UFC. Uh, I'm not endorsing any of them, but there are a lot of people that watch UFC in other ways. Go to your friend's house and watch it. You can go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch it. There's a lot of way you can ways that you can consume UFC without paying them money, and they're about to find out. Uh, that uh, the, this this boycott is real and people are sick of this crap. Uh, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna grab a drink of water quick. I'm got like dry mouth like crazy. Plus my dog's whining because she wants to get out. So hold on one second, everybody.
I'm back. I'm back. I'm just crazy dry in here. No, I actually didn't have to poop. I really did get water. Power slap. Here's what I'll say about power slap, friends. Okay? Here's what I'll say about power slap. I'm officially trying to derail Jeremy's show map with a request. Uh, the caffeine story. Yeah, she died of a heart attack from drinking like some spiked, some charred, some heavily caffeinated drink. I don't know. Usually there's a lot more. There's usually a lot more to those types of stories. You know, they had some pre-existing condition or they had, you know, something like that. It's usually not normal for people to die of a heart attack from drinking a highly caffeinated drink. Like I remember when I was young, there was like the, there was the Jolt Cola, you know? And there's always stories like, oh, there's so much caffeine, somebody died. Something along that, you know, something along those lines or whatever. Um, I, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that that's normal. She had a heart condition. There you go. Yeah. She had heart problems and allegedly didn't know the lemonade was an energy drink. Oh, well, I mean, it's almost like people should have some responsibility. Right? People should look. into what they, you know, what they're drinking. Oh, power slap. I don't understand. I was going to say, um, I don't understand power slap. It, to me, it is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's not exciting. It's not, it doesn't seem like there's any skill involved. That said, I don't, you know, if people, if people like it and they want to watch it, then they should be able to do that. You know? They're happy to watch it. Yeah, it's CTE wrapped as entertainment. Yeah. Unprotected head uh, nonstop like head damage, brain damage. Shauna Fong says, by the way, you've been very generous today. Thank you. Must be some backroom alliances uh, that we're not aware of. I noticed Rogan was extremely reticent to criticize Bud Light at the peak of the scandal and continue to serve it to the guests on his show. Yeah, I mean, the Joe Rogan one, the Joe Rogan was dumb. I mean, the Joe Rogan one, not dumb, but it was really obvious that he must have had some money going on there. Or maybe he knew about the deal, the impending deal with the UFC, and he didn't want to screw that up. 
Uh, Mike Johnson has been elected Speaker of the House. There goes our tax money to other countries. Sweet. Bro, Cassandra McDonald, that chick from uh, Tim Pool, she's been on a... She's like pro-Hamas, practically. Like, I mean, I'm not saying she is pro-Hamas, but boy, she's really out there on Twitter trying to... Uh, she's really trying to justify Hamas's actions. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm not talking about it anymore. I don't, I don't, wait, I've only been slapped. I've only slept two men in my lifetime. I don't think I've ever been slapped. I feel like maybe I'm missing out. Bro, and like, I, I commented on it last night and people were fucking posting these pictures of her in that thread. I should probably delete the tweet. I didn't want to, I didn't want to like bring that stuff up. <laughs> Get your hate speech off this campus. Oh, I could tell you that for a fact. If some woman slapped me, I'm slapping her back. I don't, I don't, I mean... I I a hundred percent, hundred percent, and any man that slaps a woman back after she slaps him, I a hundred percent don't care about it. Hundred percent, hundred percent, don't I don't mind it at all. Jeremy's more of a wine thrown in the face type of guy. That's probably true. Yeah, that that's probably true. Uh, I've been sucker punched. I've been sucker punched too. Then I sued him into oblivion. Uh, King of Biltongs here. Shout out. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Get your Biltong, which by the way is delicious. I highly recommend the Wagyu. Uh, shipped for free using code the Q, one word, on landofbiltong.com and AntonUSA. Com. We want to thank everyone for the support you have shown us. Yeah, I highly recommend the product. It was really good. A guy wearing a fursuit got head punched in the face at a hardcore show. And now has a GoFundMe for the surgery, of course. Chick poured a whole slush out of my head in school bus once. Ooh, that's cold. That's a... I got to think of all the drinks to get dumped on your head. A slushy has got to be one of the worst. Like it's cold, it's sticky, and it's colored. So you're going to have like blue skin. It's going to be sticky and it's cold. One thing I can say is that superhero fatigue is real and it doesn't even really matter um, what the superhero, uh, but you know, the superhero movie is unless it's perhaps Spider-Man, which is an unstoppable juggernaut that people will continue to go out and support the upcoming movie this November, the Marvels or Captain Marvel two or Captain Marvel to the Marvels fly again is, uh, 
set to make 50% of what the first movie did, which would make it a spectacular financial loss. But that's not the, uh, the real reason. What I, the real reason I wanted to make this video. The other hilarious part of it is that the media is already out here making absurd excuses for Marvel, writing articles like, quote, the MCU is setting up the Marvels to fail, which should be a breath of fresh air, for the MCU may turn out to be just another box office disappointment. Well, we're going to take a look at their excuse making. It, the movie isn't out for another month. 30 more days, roughly, till this movie even comes out. And they are already making excuses for it. I want to shout out, by the way, my coffee company, coffeebrandcoffee.com. We roast all of our beans fresh to order. We have K-cups. We have 15 or so organic teas. We have real cacao cocoa, which now features our fall blend of peppermint cocoa, which tastes absolutely delicious. All of our cocos, cocos uh, go great with milk or your favorite milk substitute. Our coffees, whether flavored or unflavored, are available in whole bean and ground. Promo code the quartering. Not only will you be supporting the channel directly, but you're going to be getting a delicious coffee. And I'll tell you what right now, if you try it and you don't like it, I will offer you a 100% refund. I know my product is good and I just hope you try it. Don't forget, by the way, we have premium snacks and gift boxes are coming. Not just yet, but they'll be there. So coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code the quartering to save. I love if you give it a try today. The MCU is setting up the Marvels to fail, which should be a breath of fresh air in the MCU, is just setting up to be yet another box office disappointment. Now, I admit there is superhero fatigue. I have it. Um, but also, it's not necessarily superhero fa fatigue so much as it's that we're all older now. It's hard to, get, it's hard to be excited about a Marvel movie in 2023, when I started watching them in the year 2000, right? I think the first Marvel movie I saw was probably in my early 20s. I'm 40 now. 40! And I just have different priorities. I want to mow my lawn. I want, you know, I've got a new puppy now named Onyx. She's taken up a bunch of my time. I've got two other puppies. People are starting families. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know if it's necessarily fatigue so much as it's like, bro, like life is, is different now. There's all sorts of other stuff going on in the market or in the world too. Obviously everything going on over in the sandbox, people are looking at the economy has people, um, you know, not as excited to go spend $50, uh, to go see a movie. They're seeing them at home. They'll stream them. People are opting to wait till it comes out on streaming, which is what I did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Is there some world where I'll watch the Marvels again or watch the Marvels on stream? Yeah, probably not. But if I was going to watch it, it would be on stream. The latest MCU offering will hit theaters. will be the second installment in the Captain Marvel series titled The Marvels. The film will tie together. Don't really care. The box office numbers for The Marvels are already projected to be disappointingly low for what Marvel usually makes, which is something that no Marvel fan wants to hear. I don't really care how much money, no Marvel fan cares about how much money Marvel makes, especially Captain Marvel fans. 
Despite the fact that the release of this film should be a triumph for diversity and storytelling, you gotta remember the message. The MCU hasn't done its best to ensure the release goes smoothly and has essentially set the film up to fail before it's even out. The Marvels is the second installment in Captain Marvel's story, despite the fact that she has shown up multiple times throughout the MCU after her first movie. The story follows Carol Danvers once again, who has to deal with this newly unstabilized universe. Because of this, she gets sent to check out on check out a wormhole that's linked to Kree Revolutionary, who's also a woman. Every major role in this movie is a woman, except for the villains. Actually, the villain's even a woman, which is shocking. Then there's Stephen A. Jackson to... Stephen was Stephen A. Jackson. What? Why did I call? It? That's combining Stephen A. Smith with um, Stephen. Why am I calling him Stephen Jackson? I, I what? Oh my god! I I've been doing this probably uh, too long. I've been doing it far too long. Um. You know, our cosmic powers become intertwined, blah, 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 blah. We all know. It's a, it's a, you know, it's whatever. I'd rather watch South Park, the Pandaverse. Though the numbers can't be known for sure until the movie actually releases. Box office analysts are able to come up with a rough idea of what a movie's opening box office numbers are going to be. And who knows how accurate they really are. Experts have stated that the Marvel is set to open up between 75 and 80 million which is 50% lower than Captain Marvel's opening. Again, though, that movie was required reading. That movie was, you know, required reading for um, every Marvel individual on the planet. Samuel Jackson, not Steven, geez. Samuel L. While the initial projection was even lower than this, uh, the current one has raised the total a little bit. It's still disappointing opening for a Marvel movie. If the projection turns out to be true, it means that the Marvels will have an even lower opening than Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which was another famously disappointing Marvel MCU box office. Well, that's not surprising. It's not surprising that dwindling interest in the MCU is culminating with this film. It's unfortunate. The general public as well as a lot of former Marvel fans are starting to feel worn out on superhero movies, especially after the release of Endgame. That market is oversaturated. The MCU in particular releases so many Disney Plus shows and movies per year that it makes it difficult to keep up. It also doesn't help that a lot of these releases don't feel well-made as earlier MCU entries, and most get fairly mediocre reviews and reactions from fans. I like how this article is about to gloss over that fact. The article is about to gloss over the fact that the movies suck, right? The movie, the movies have sucked for years. For years, they have sucked. They are formulaic. They are uninteresting. And as always, I will talk about my number one reason... I don't like Marvel movies is there's no stakes. There's no stakes. Everyone just comes back. When I, when, when I saw the end, okay, of, was it Infinity War? And the snap happened. 
That honestly was one of the most memorable moments in any movie I've ever seen. Now you could call me soy, you could call you could, but I'm saying like I was I was balls deep in the MCU. It's not like I cried in the theater or something. It's not Lord of the Rings, okay? But I that was one of the most memorable moments in modern cinematic history. The whole battle over sacri- you know, sacrificing themselves. You have sc- like that moment where you have real stakes for once in a movie. Like they're battling over who sacrifices themselves. They're, you know, the end with the snap. All this stuff, right? People actually, their characters die. And I was like, man, that is what these movies are supposed to invoke. There's supposed to be real stakes. Then you get to like Infinity War and like they finally give you some stakes and like Iron Man just happens to die. Like you're talking about this huge battle, galactic battle. One person died. You know, like it was just, you know, I I don't, I, I just, once, once that happened, I didn't care anymore. And you see, it's disappointing that an MCU movie directed by a whammon of color who's never directed a financially profitable movie in her history and starring three female characters in lead roles, also women of color, two of them, is going to be the one that bears the brunt of the disinterest in the MCU coming to a head. There's a possibility that higher-ups could use this movie's lack of success if the box office numbers turn out to be true as an indicator that audiences don't want to see these kinds of stories and will move away from that direction. Good. Good. Like, I'm 110% down with that. 110% down with that. I'm done with these. You can give me a superhero movie that I will go see. Make a Joker movie like that. Make a movie about some of the villains from Batman. Like, wouldn't a movie, like an origin story of Scarecrow be cool? The Penguin. Um, Make them dark. Make them have stakes. Give these characters some depth instead of one-liners and huh, huh, joke. Like Marvel used to have some actual stakes. Now it's like joke, 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 joke. Fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, joke, joke, CGI, fight, joke, joke, joke. Look at that goat. Isn't that wacky? Those, these are movies for goldfish, not for people that like movies. And the fact that they're melting down and they're like saying, it's not fair that no one's going to see the Marvels. Well, nobody saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, which had also had a female lead, and nobody wrote these articles. Nobody wrote these articles to defend Ant-Man because you know why? Because the female lead was uh, pro-bodily autonomy. She didn't want to get the jab, so nobody whined about that movie tanking. They were happy when it tanked. Captain Marvel sequel will bring in half of the original among, amid superhero fatigue. It's not superhero fatigue. It's bad movie fatigue. It's people don't want to pay money for garbage tier movies. That's the point. That's the point. People will see superhero movies. The Joker made a billion dollars on what? Like a $50 million budget? A billion. Okay. They have to be good movies. Otherwise... That don't blame us, bro. Don't blame us. 
Okay? We're one step away from the toxic fandom abandoned Marvel when they gave women of color roles. That's what this article is. Even Brie Larson doesn't want to be in this movie. She's openly said she's not really interested in doing this anymore. So don't, don't come to us and, call, you know, and blame us for your movie. You've put out seven or ten straight movies that are exactly the same every time. They're the same damn movie every time. Oh, something bad happens. Ooh, the heroes assemble. Ooh, the heroes almost lose, but then they don't. Ha ha ha, joke, 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 joke. It's the same thing. Ooh, plucky girl with making some, uh, you know, strong feminist girl boss in a movie. Making jokes, jokes, kittens. Ooh, kittens. Ooh, you like kittens? How about screaming goats? Pay us $20 to go to the movies and pay. Nobody wants to pay $20 in an economy right now where people are tightening their belts. You hire crap writers, garbage in, garbage out. Don't blame us. We didn't abandon you. You abandoned us. <clears throat> this whole thing, this whole idea that it's like supposed to be our fault. It's supposed to be our fault. Maybe don't put out garbage tier movies. You know, maybe, maybe don't put out garbage movies. Yeah. A Joker was successful and now they're bringing uh, lady Gaga in and they're making it a musical it means I'm 110% not interested. I don't want a single song sung in that movie. It's not, I, I just, I don't, I don't want it. I, I'm not going to pay to see it. It is the, the idea of making the Joker a musical is, is like when you tell the director, it's like you told the director, uh, well, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And he never even really wanted to, the guy never really ever wanted to, uh, make the sequel. So he's like, I'm just going to do something that's, that's wild. By the way, I notice, I notice, uh, you know, when I don't talk politics here on rumble, there's a lot less interest in my streams. That sucks. Um, you know, I'm glad that everyone's here. Um, and I'm hoping that more like normie content creators come to Rumble because I don't want to have to feel like I'm taught I have to talk politics. Um, but you know we we've been we've been averaging four thousand, um, four thousand viewers when I talk politics and like two thousand when I talk about other stuff. Gaga is pretty good at singing and acting. Um, yeah, I buy, I buy, I agree with that. She's not, she's not bad. <laughs> In fact, I think she's pretty good. Like she's pretty good at it. Like in, in general, I have to like, I think what I have to do is structure the show to where I talk about 
you know, politics and, and world news for the first hour and then like um, entertainment in the second hour so that people can kind of um, people can kind of pick their spots when they want to tune in. Stream some games, work on your backlog while discussing daily topics. Oh my God, that would be great. You know, I know that, I know that streamers, um, I know that streamers, uh, that, that streamers, um, have their own like content, um, they have their own content complaints. So like if you're a, a news person like me, right? You're kind of at the you're at the mercy of you're at the mercy of um the news cycle, which is what's been the case for me for the past like 2 or 3 months. I mean, I actually like I haven't really said anything, you know, publicly but i mean like i'm at the point now where i'm looking at layoffs because it's like my my views and earnings on youtube are half what they were this month last year half um mostly because uh there's just the writer strike i have to admit it you know the writers and actors strike they're not out there doing stupid shit um, you say, Jeremy, I appreciate you asking us what we want. It's refreshing, but you can't always pander us. The fast track, getting burned out and hating the responsibility of streaming. That's a good point too. That's a good point too. Politics first is good. You can start with the negative arguments topics then finish with the lighter material. Yeah. I think that's what we should do. One of the things, um, one of the things I've noticed is that one of the things I want to do, I'm sorry, with this show is get it to like, Get it to more segments, you know, different segments. I need more structure on the show, you know. And I think that doing, you know, at least the very first thing is the first segment I can talk. You know, I could just do news, the news segment. This is the news. We talk about the new stuff. And then we talk about entertainment. Pac-Man says, why didn't you name the new pup Bree? You are Bree Larson's biggest fan overall. Yeah, the left would have a field day with that. Um, Jack Decker, thank you. Say Bud Light, LOL. What would be your price, Jeremy? One million, a hundred K, ten dollars. <laughs> to take a Bud Light sponsorship? Like, okay, that's a fun thought experiment. I would say to to do a full sellout, right? Balls deep. Like my entire back set is Bud Light cans. If I'm doing this, I'm doing it, okay? Bud Light cans. I drink a Bud Light on stream. I wear a Bud Light hat, right? While I cover the news. Because we're going to go, we're going to do, we're going to do it. I'd probably say I'd probably do it for 2.5 million a year. 
2.5 million per year, I would do it. 100%, no questions asked, don't care. I'll take their money. You better believe I'll take their money. 2.5 million a year, I'll wear Bud Light shirts, hoodies, uh, I'll drink Bud Light on stream, I'll put my set. And anybody, by the way, anybody that tells you that there isn't a number that they would really consider is a liar or independently wealthy. Godborn says, we all know Mrs. Hambly slaps them cheeks when you're getting kinky. <laughs> I said I've never been slapped in the face. I think 2.5 million a year, 100%. Godborn, I've been begging you, Dank and Baring, to do a video game stream. Oh, how much do I need to pay you to get read rants? Yeah, I read, I read it. Sometimes when I'm like record, if I'm recording a segment, um, you know, if I'm recording a segment, I don't read the rant during that. Like, I, I think, um, I think that 2.5 million a year, I'd sell you out to the, that's not, well, I'm saying that's a real number for me. Um, Maybe, actually, you know, to be totally realistic, if it's per year, let me put it this way. For an entire year, you would never have to hear a single ad read from me, ever. Except for, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Bud Light shilling. I think I might do that for a million bucks. A million dollars is, is a lot of money, you know? That's 500K after taxes that I could put directly into a retirement fund. And I don't think, I don't think any of my viewers would leave. I don't. You know why I know that? It's because I have always been transparent. I've always been transparent in terms of, um, you know, doing my ad reads. I would just tell you, like, guys, it's a million dollars. I mean, you know, I don't think people would leave. I, I, I don't think because I, I'm not sure that any one of you, you're all like smart, nuanced people. You're allowed to troll, of course, 100%. Yeah, see, yeah, we're allowed to troll. That's why we'd stay. Yeah, I, I you are. Um... What's the name of the song you use at the end after the show? I'd have to ask my video editors. I will absolutely leave when the pro I'm not saying I'm going to do like gender ideology. I'm, I'm saying all I'm saying is taking a sponsorship from Bud Light. I'm not talking about pushing the message. If I got 2.5 million, I could probably do some giveaways and share it with my viewers. We've known you've always had your price. I, you're right. Yeah, I, I don't think you're saying that in a negative. I always, I do have my price. Now, I would never lie to somebody. And also, if you're careful, if you actually watch my videos when I do ad reads, for example, when I, when you read, when you watch my videos that you know that I do ad reads in, um, you'll notice something, right? I never tell people I take a product if I don't take it. 
I never, I never give personal endorsements. Even when you look at, um, you know, for example, with field of greens, their initial script was like, that's why you say, Oh, this is why, you know, this is why I take field of greens. Well, until I started taking it, I never even said that I skipped that part of their ad read. I said, this is why I'm, if you notice subtly, I said, this is why I'm looking at field of greens. Now I take it. So now I can say that's why I take it. So I've always been like pretty, um, I've always been pretty open and honest about my sponsorships and, and stuff like that. So I think that fortunately for me, that buys me a lot of, uh, that buys me, um, that buys me a lot of, uh, leeway with you guys. I'm just honest. And I think you all appreciate that. It's not creative or original to basically talk about other people's contents, tweets, and movies. I 100% agree with you. I never said that. When Logic Die says, when is your Midwestern emo album dropping? Dude, um, I talked to my old guitar player this last week, and um, I was thinking about it, and then I was going to work on a record with Bearing, actually. Um. You know, I was thinking, I've been working on, you know, kicking around the ideas, doing a record with Bearing for a long time. To be honest, when I, when I catch a stream, I don't watch the segments on YouTube. Yeah, I think that, that has changed some level of viewership too, you know, for sure. You really would drop, if I, if I, if I took a, if I got $2.5 million to fill my shelves with Bud Light, you would really leave? I guess I respect that. I respect that. I think we would both be in a position where I'd understand, but also I'd be like, oh, I can retire in two years. Um, I think I'd have to do it. You know, a lot of people would tell you, a lot of people would try to lie to you. I don't do that. Sounds like Jeremy would do a show under Ethan Klein's desk for the right price. Um, yeah, I probably would. I'm 40 now. I want to start a family. I'm almost out of time. You know, I'd like to secure my kid's financial future. The thing is, I would just be a bad investment. It's not like my viewers would be like, oh, Jeremy drinks Bud Light. That's the thing. I have had some, um, I've had some sponsorship offers that were extremely, they weren't a good fit. Like they weren't a good fit, but I think it would be like, you know, I would do the ad reads and everyone would like, no, you know what I mean? God, we're honest. You lied to me on multiple occasions when you promised to get bearing to release Trumpy bear. I never made that promise. I never, he said he was working on it. Well, I would make you interview Dylan and probably want to see him sitting in your lap. Well, that I didn't agree to. Somebody said how much for a, to take a Bud Light sponsorship. You know, at the root of things, at the, at the uh, core, one of the core tenets of my content has always been the video game industry. 
and a lot of the woke nonsense that goes on there. This year, there's actually a lot of people uh, or a lot of the big video game titles have relatively avoided controversy. Games like Starfield did have their pronoun nonsense. Spider-Man 2 uh, did have its uh, woke ideology stuff. But this is a different kind of uh, controversy going on. I'll probably try out both of these games at some point in my life, he said as his backlog got larger and larger. But for right now, I want to introduce you to perhaps the most important conversation going on on the internet right now, and that is Spider-Man 2 Starfield Buttgate. That's right, Buttgate. There is a post going around the internet with 5.7 million views, uh, a couple thousand likes, that is, of course, triggering all, all of the right people. Uh, you have a situation here where we have you must be the judge xbox battlegrounds you see a uh a, to me it's the starfield starfield wins us i'm talking about the video game guys i'm not objectifying anybody you know i'm not objectifying anybody 40 is out of time you want to be 60 when they graduate you'll never meet your grandchildren that's i mean what bro but being 40 and having kids is not out of time. A lot of people have kids 39, 40. If I had kids right now, I would be 65 when my kids are 25. Providing they don't do what I did and wait super long to have kids, I could absolutely meet, you know, I could absolutely uh, meet my grandkids. Anyway, I had to pause the video and respond to that. Now, if I don't get healthy, if I don't get healthy and lose weight, get, get rid of the, uh, you know, get rid of the uh, vices, I, I won't live. You know, 65 will be a long run. But if I get healthy, what if, what if I live to 80? My kids would be 40 by then. Anyway, so for me, obviously, I think I'm a bigger fan of the Starfield game. Um, I'm a lesser, like the Spider-Man 2 game, it feels a little flatter. The game feels a little flatter. Um, but anyway, um, of course, this is uh, objectifying women. Now, fake digital pixelated women, but all of the right people are mad about it. And I'm going to, before I show their rage, okay, super quick word from this video sponsor. Anyway, make sure you go ahead and check them out. Now, the video game industry has long whined and complained about quote-unquote men objectifying women. Now, we know that this is generally a, a issue that ugly women, smelly women have. You don't see a lot of good-looking women whining about women, uh, whining about guys saying they're good-looking. It's usually like sweaty, overweight women with brightly colored hair and leftist politics uh, living in, in their parents' basement in their 40s 
um, they're the ones that seem to have a, a big problem with objectifying women. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, uh, picking Starfield as a game over Spider-Man 2 as a game. Okay? But you see a lot of people, this is so pathetic. This is pathetic on so many levels. Blah, 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 blah. Although Cyberpunk 2077 as a game also looks like it could be pretty good too. You know, um, it, you know, it, it could be, you know, it could be, you know, Spider-Man 2 possibly, you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of, you know, you see this, this is insane. No way console wars have stooped this low. Keep it up, y'all. I love the entertainment. Getting all these, uh, I don't get my meat beaten material from video games, but okay. All these, all these loser men filling this time, filling this, you know, thread with uh, weirdo white knighting for women that they don't even know. Um, and by the way, any normal woman that you, you know, politely would say, you know, hey, I think you're pretty, you're beautiful. Um, you know, they like that non-toxic women like compliments. And by the way, ladies, don't be afraid to tell men, you know, a lot of men don't get a lot of compliments and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's hard out there for men sometimes, but before we get to all the butthurt, you know, this is not, you know, this is something that, you know, all these, every Kotaku, Polygon, all these, you know, Anita Sarkeesian grifted millions of dollars on this, right? Anita Sarkeesian grifted millions of dollars by talking about uh, oh, my women are being objectified, right? It's only objectification, though, when men do it. It's cool and based when women do it. Here's a perfect example. The literal League of... Now, by the way, I don't care. I think you're allowed to say a, a fictional, fictitious character is hot. Or even a real person's hot. Just don't be gross, okay? Don't, like, invade... Don't, like, creep on them. The official League of Legends account tweets this out. Does anyone have the technology to make this possible? And it is... This is their official account. By the way, this is a company, Riot Games... Okay, um, who makes League of Legends, I believe, uh, who had all sorts of scandals about, uh, how do I say, frat boy type behavior. Okay, they tweet out on their official account, uh, objectifying a man's abs. Okay, now again, I don't think there's any problem with this tweet, but we all know that if it was a man's hand reaching in and touching a woman's chest, the entire video game industry, journalist industry, would explode. You see a lot of this from the official account. This is fanatical. Uh, even Opera GX says, touch this first, and it's some grass. Um, you know, clean up your keyboard, bro, from the official accounts. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's insane. But this is this is this kind of stuff is fine. Thirty-eight thousand likes. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But we know dang well. We know dang well that you aren't allowed to do this if it was a woman. 
Yikes, can we stop with randomly touching people? Male or female doesn't matter. A gender reversal with a guy want to touch a booty and everyone would rightfully be angry. Yeah. Quick swap the genders. Let's see the main account get roasted. The comments here are thirsty AF. But how would it go if the roles were reversed? All these smart, good-smelling individuals are pointing out the fact that it's different when women do it. It's fine. It's cool. It's based. How about all these articles? The 15 most handsome men. The 15 most handsome video game characters. Here is the Mary Sue. A literal feminist outlet. Rating, quote, the top 10 hottest guys in video games. The top 10 hottest guys in video games. Okay. A literal female gaze. It's cool when they do it, right? These are the same websites that would be having a meltdown if, if it was a man. BuzzFeed, the 11 hottest hunks in video games, as ranked by a straight woman and a gay man. So again, openly, openly objectifying men, and it's cool and it's based. And these are all like, you know, leftist media outlets. These are all these are all leftist outlets. So, you know, you know, what happened to what happened to, you know, objectifying bad? And I could pull up I could pull up dozens of articles like this. Hey, how about this one? The top 20 hottest male video game characters. They can't write these articles about women. BuzzFeed News, finally, a website that objectifies the men of the video game industry. You know, and then we look at this tweet, right? All the outrage in the quote tweets, full of it. Console warriors running out of topics to complain about. Um, both of them are so ugly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, Peter Piter, that See, like, okay, that's fine. Black Hokaji. I'm convinced being a console fanboy is some type of mental illness. Because why do y'all ride for these platforms on this app? Make no sense. I, it really has nothing to do with the console wars. You know? Finally, the console wars are good again. Sure, I like that. I like that people you know, put this in. I like that people, I have fun with this. It's supposed to be okay. It was cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk's game of the year. What are we even comparing anymore? Uh, Xbox fanboys when they have to take a shower. I mean, like, I think that there's a lot of people who are having fun with it. So we're comparing video game rear ends now. I mean, you could see console wars then, console wars now, a bunch of bundle of sticks words jerking it and crying every day about people they made up in their head to win internet arguments. What? What? They don't even play the game anymore. They just want to hook up with the female characters. You're such a sad human being. I mean, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why people can't just have fun. Uh, you know, we're really judging games by their rear end models. Bros run in a mod to make them more pronounced. So what?
there is a I think this has some sort of mod going on it to make them pop. I'm I'm not exactly sure. Um, but so what? They paid their seventy dollars. They can enjoy the game how they want. Like and so and again, it's fine when women do it. It's completely fine when women do it and video game journalists do it to men. If my AAA video game isn't making my junk uh, move, uh, it's a bad game. You like these people are so gross. The people, the people that are like having a meltdown over this. <laughs> I knew from the start the right side is a mod because there's no way ESG developers, I'm going to show you, have remotely any sense of beauty standards. Both companies are the same with different colors. Here's the two producers from Bethesda. <laughs> this is the same people that whine and complain about what is it, dead or alive, the volleyball game, just harmless fun. People are allowed to, you know, make, by the way, this might, you know, comparing artificial, you need to be jailed. They want them to go to jail? Like, what? There's no way we've... Like, people just need to relax and have fun. People need to just relax and have fun. This is not like, you know, it's not that serious. But I'd just like to point out the absurd double standards that exist because that's a core tenet of my channel. By the way, it would appear to me that Starfield is a more well-rounded game. Um... But, you know, for right now, I'll probably stick to Final Fantasy Online because I'm getting way behind in that. Hope you enjoyed this video. We'll talk to you again real soon. Yeah, there is some sort of mod that, you know, makes the booties fatter. Um, but, you know, the, the idea of neckbeards when pixels aren't making their fantasies. I mean, the idea that, you know, the idea that you're going to, like, neckbeards when the pixels aren't making their fantasies. Like, why why aren't why don't people just relax? You people have and never will touch a woman. This is why the age of men losing their V cards is getting higher. But when women do it, it's cool, funny, and based. You know, it's cool, funny, and based. That's just the way all that works. I have enjoyed uh our show today. Uh I will not be sleeping very much tonight or tomorrow, probably. Because uh, Onyx will be arriving. Onyx is, um, Hurricane Onyx is making landfall in about six hours. I have to spend the night making sure my other German Shepherds don't, don't kill it. Um, and then listening to the dog whine all night probably is going to be annoying. That's the, that's the puppy, you know, that's the puppy stuff. Um... You know, uh, I think uh, it, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it's gonna be a fun night. But uh, and I think we have Shamika Michelle on Friday. So be, you know, if you have questions for Shamika, look her up, and then I'm gonna ask you tomorrow for your questions for her. I want to let the fans submit a few questions too. So if you have questions you want me to ask to Shamika, you can email them to me or post them in chat tomorrow. Love y'all. Be safe.